Hello, this is History Storytime with Sophie, age seven. That's me. And Ellie, age five. That's me. And our daddy. That's me. We like hearing about battles, dropping off heads, and kings and queens. I add in the funny bits. I add in the disgusting bits. And we tell a new story every week. So don't forget to subscribe, Daddy. I'm loving our podcast on the Scottish Wars of Independence. I can't believe this is the last one. But you could listen to this one without listening to the others first. We are 750 years ago. England's Edward the First had chosen the King of Scots. Thank you very much. And then got rid of him. Oh no! The Scottish nobles just went along with it. Then William Wallace rebelled. He threw the English out of Scotland, but Edward fought back, defeated William Wallace, and later executed him. But now all of Scotland is rebelling. To understand what happened next, we have to meet properly Robert the Bruce. Hi there. We met him in our first episode, the Hammer of the Scots. He was from a rich Scottish family and was the Earl of Carrick. His family had wanted to rule Scotland, but the Scottish nobles and Edward had chosen someone else. The most important Scottish nobles were the Comyn family. They ruled much of the north of Scotland, and they had also wanted to be king. They hated Robert the Bruce. Robert the Bruce was so angry not to be made king that when he was 18, he left Scotland and joined England's armies. Shelley boy! Angry, the Scottish nobles attacked Robert the Bruce in the English city of Carlisle. But Robert the Bruce defeated them. After England had conquered Scotland again, Robert the Bruce promised to be loyal to Edward. But he still wanted to be king. When William Wallace rebelled, so did Robert the Bruce with other nobles. But they kept arguing with each other. You got a problem? So Robert the Bruce surrendered to Edward. He said he was sorry and was allowed to keep his lands. He promised to be loyal to Edward. But he didn't keep that promise. He was forced to make that promise, Ellie. You should never break a pinky promise, or bad things happen. A few years later, Robert did something very naughty. Do you remember John Comyn? He was the rival noble to Robert the Bruce, the one who controlled the north, and decided not to pick the Bruces to be king of Scots. Well, Robert the Bruce met him in a church. No one knows exactly what happened, but Robert the Bruce murdered John Comyn. That's terrible, and in a church too. I'm a bad boy. People were horrified, but the Scots realised that with no king and the leading noble dead, their best chance of freedom was with Robert the Bruce. He was crowned king of Scots. But he had only a tiny army to defeat the mighty English knights. He needed a better plan. I got an idea. Instead of fighting the main English army, he attacked little castles or small groups of English soldiers. If there were too many English soldiers, he would run away and hide. 
We call this sort of fighting guerrilla warfare. Gorilla? Like a giant black ape? <laughs> it's pronounced like that, but it's spelt differently. It means when you fight a war without fighting big battles, but just attacking the enemy's weak spots, like their houses or their food supplies. The English kept hunting for Robert the Bruce, but they couldn't find him. He was just too clever for them. <laughs> but they did find Robert's wife. Uh -oh. They put her in prison. And were mean to her. Edward I decided to march north and defeat Robert the Bruce himself. Edward was a brilliant general. He had beaten the Scots so often that he was called the Hammer of the Scots. He was very old by now, and just as his army crossed the border into Scotland, Edward died. His son was also called Edward. Edward II. And he was not a good king. He had special friends who he gave money to. This upset lots of his own nobles. What's the matter with you? As Edward II argued with his own nobles, Robert the Bruce recaptured more and more of Scotland. Eventually, Robert the Bruce decided to attack a big castle. The castle soldiers begged Edward to help. Edward II marched his army north. It was huge with many knights. Robert the Bruce decided to fight, not run. He met them at Bannockburn Stream. Before the battle started, an English knight challenged Robert the Bruce to single combat. Robert the Bruce was a mighty knight. He wasn't afraid. As the English knight charged towards him, Robert brought his axe smashing down on the English knight's head and split it in two. Dead. The next day the battle started. The English were not organised. The Scots had lots of spears and stayed close together. This way the English knights couldn't get past the spears. <laughs> but the Scots tried the same thing at the Battle of Falkirk. And the English archers killed the Scots. But Edward II wasn't as good a general as his dad. He left the archers at the back and sent his knights forward the English knights were killed by the Scottish Spears. The English king ran for his life. It was one of the greatest ever English military defeats. After the battle, the castles held by the English in Scotland surrendered. In one, Robert the Bruce captured so many English nobles that Edward II did a swapsy for them. For Robert's wife? That's right. After eight years apart, Robert was reunited with his wife. <laughs> Fabulous. And what happened to Robert the Bruce afterwards? He tried to conquer Ireland with his family and have one country which covered Scotland and Ireland but the English defeated the Scots in Ireland. However, he stayed as King of Scots until the end of his life. What happened to Edward II? The English nobles were angry with Edward 
for losing Scotland and for being a bad king with bad friends. So they murdered him. Did they chop off his head? No. They put a red hot poker in his bottom. Ouch! Scotland was now free. And when Scotland and England chose to become one country hundreds of years later, it was by choice, not by force. Thanks to Robert the Bruce. He wasn't a perfect man. He did break some pinky promises. But his legacy echoes through history. We'd also like to share our new Patrons Club. We're still making free podcast episodes every week. Now we've got bonus episodes available too. You can access them by becoming a patron of History Storytime. All the details are on www.patreon.com forward slash history storytime. The link is in the show notes to this episode. Our first bonus episode is already online. It's about the seven wonders of the world. Sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs be.